The following is a presentation of Dating Kinky, built by Kingsters for Kingsters, Poly, Queer, Transfolk, and anyone not quite vanilla. And it's free. Featuring personalities as their authentic selves, this is What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, presented by Dating Kinky. It's an intimate conversation with people inside the kink and fetish worlds, as well as educators, sex-positive personalities, and other amazing people sharing their stories of what makes them who they are. And now, here is our own wonderful human with the questions, John or as he is known around the kink and fetish community. Hi there, Catsuit. Welcome to a special edition of What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, presented by Dating and Kinky, and it is my honor and privilege to be joined by Princess Kelly once again, because in our original episode, I wanted to talk about Finn Dom, but knew that I wouldn't have the proper time to handle it properly. Because this, to me, Callie, is one of the most confusing things for me <laughs> because I see so many people getting into it. I see almost every dom on Twitter that's 20 years old calling themselves a fin dom, and there's a right way to do it, and then there's a not right way to do it. Yeah, absolutely. So... Tell me about the right way FinDom is supposed to be. Well, and even as, as soon as I say yes, absolutely, I go, well, okay, so here's the thing. I think that there's a, there's, um, there's kind of a classic way to do it, right? So uh, modern financial domination, like the virtual, you know, online pay piggy, um, you pay, you receive nothing version was pretty much created by one woman. Her name is Princess Sierra and she is, um, she is hot as fuck. She is spectacular and she has a very distinct style that is, um, that whether these, you know, younger, like, I wouldn't even say new to the industry, but sort of new to dis to, to thinking they have just discovered Findom folks don't even realize how much they have been influenced by Princess Sierra's style. And so um, Sierra has always taken approach of uh, very direct. I don't care about you. I give me money and then fuck off. And, um, and frankly, I love how blatant she is about that. She's very direct. She doesn't, there's no kind of, 
uh, I mean, there's mind games, but there's no mind games around essentially her expectations, right? And so this is what I have now come to think of as sort of classic Findom or traditional Findom, which is very, send me everything, then fuck off. And so that is certainly a way to, uh, you know, one of the ways to do it. I think that like it, it would be wrong of me to say that that style is wrong when she essentially created this entire style of kink. And so it's not so much that it's wrong, but I think that it's often inaccessible. And what has happened is that the kink itself has evolved, first of all. And second of all, that this new crop of Findoms don't really understand why they're doing what they're doing or what, like that they're modeling um, somebody who was modeling after somebody who was modeling after somebody who was ripping off Sierra's style, right? And so that there's this sort of... Um, Oh, telephone whispers game happening <laughs> where this particular style has now become the sort of um, quote unquote only way that anybody ever sees Findom done. And what I am trying to do is to show that there are other ways to do Findom as well along with attempting to incorporate some more negotiation into that humiliate, humiliatrix style, um, as well as trying to encourage folks to apply the same kink framework that we apply to any other kink to money kink or financial domination, which are two phrases that I use kind of interchangeably, but are not necessarily interchangeable. Um, so that being said, I think that when it comes to any kind of kink, the general agreement is that the right way to do kink is through negotiation and boundaries being respected on in both directions. And um, an understanding of, of what the goal experience is desired, right? And that the wrong way to do kink is disregarding boundaries, not doing any negotiation, um, not caring about harm that is caused, right? And so while I'm sure that there are folks who, who will disagree with me on this point, and they're welcome to, but um, I believe that money kink has every right to take its place among spanking and bondage and sissification and adult babies, um, that, that when we apply the same treatment to Findom than we do to these other, even edgier ways of playing like adult baby play or race play or humiliation, right? All of these things. Like you don't kind of go, oh, humiliation is really edgy. So we're not going to do any negotiation and just see where it goes, right? Um, and so 
for folks that are that are that are approaching FinDOM in the classic way, where they're not having any negotiation, they're not really talking about budgets or boundaries or any of these things, lo and behold, there are plenty of abusively minded individuals. There are people who are simply inexperienced with setting boundaries and enforcing boundaries. And that's true on both sides. You know, um, there's a lot of talk about how FinDoms abuse fin subs, and it, it actually does go in both directions. Um, and so I can elaborate that on a bit. Um, but, you know, the main thing is that I'm just tired of people treating money kink like it is somehow this in this totally other universe, when in reality, money as a tool is just as neutral as rope as a tool or floggers as a tool or any of the other items that we use as tools that can either be used to harm or can be used to arouse and titillate. I don't disagree with anything you've just said. Great. <laughs> my mind is trying to understand why someone would part themselves with hard-earned cash that they have made and have to have for their own life and simply give it away with the fuck off afterwards. Well, <clears throat> I mean... Why does any human do something that doesn't appear to make sense or doesn't appear to put themselves at the top of the uh, monkey bars? You know what I mean? Is that it's like, well, because some people are simply built that way. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that there are plenty of folks who do it as a form of um, self-harm. I think that in the same, again, in the same way that, so, so I'm going to tell you a story that is not about FinDOM in order to illustrate my point. When I, I was a ProDOM, <laughs> great, because I use a lot of analogies of other kinks in order to try to get kinksters to understand FinDOM. So when I was a ProDOM, um, I had one of my submissives, I named him Turtle, um, was, I don't know, mid 70s maybe late seventies was a very frail looking guy. And he was into just brutal beatdowns, just into ball kicking and just fucking him up. Right. And at one, and he served me for a long time and I, you know, I will kick the shit out of you. Um, if, if you have written me a, a, a lovely request note first. Right. And so I would do these beatdowns with him, but there was always a limit to the level of beatdown that I would give, not only because of general health reasons, but because this was a man whose body couldn't necessarily take it. And I didn't know how well he would recover. And one day he came to me and he said, if you don't beat me and kick me to the degree that I need to go to the, like, that I would need to go to the hospital. I'm not going to serve you anymore. That's my kink. 
is I want you to give me a beat down that is so brutal. I will not be able to barely stand afterwards. And I said, well, uh, best of luck to you because I'm not going to do that, right? Somebody out there will do that. I'm not going to be the one. Um, there are people who are interested, you know, I know someone who is very into long-term bondage, lot like, like hours and hours and hours of incredibly restrictive bondage to the degree that there is concern about, you know, uh, long-term damage. Why do people do that? You know, why do people do things that put themselves at risk? Why do people climb mountains? Why do people skydive? Why do people bungee jump? Because the level of risk that individuals need in order to feel alive varies widely. Mm -hmm. And for some fin subs and other kinksters, if the risk isn't high, and if it doesn't feel kind of bad, it doesn't work for them. It doesn't give them what they need. Now, is that healthy kink? Probably not. Um, I personally, I'm not a therapist. But I personally don't believe that anyone should be permanently harmed by their kink. In my opinion, money is almost is can possibly be one of the least harmful things to give up. Okay, I'm going to say that again. Money can be one of the least harmful things to give up. One of the comments that I get constantly when I talk about findom in public spaces is, yeah, but if I give someone money, like I then I don't have that money and that could ruin my life. Well, money is a, is a tangible thing. You can make more money again. Now, of course, different people's abilities, different, right, different skills, all of those. I'm not saying this necessarily easy. But I'm saying that like money exists whether you have it or not. But but for people who want to do high level brutal impact play or rope bondage play, like that nerve damage is actual permanent damage forever. And so this idea that that kink, you know, is only is kind of only acceptable when it follows this, a clear exchange, I think is inaccurate because what those um, subs, and they are often men, but they are not only men, those subs are getting something out of that experience. Now, maybe what they're getting is affirmation of bad feelings about themselves. And so, again, is that sort of a, is that something that I personally want to participate in? Absolutely not. Um, but to think that someone is not getting anything out of it, I think is really expecting benefits to look in, a, in actually a fairly limited way. 
the line between people who are doing it for actual domination versus people who just think this is an easy way to get everything they want without having to do a lot? Well, I mean, I think that right now there's far more of the second kind than the first kind, but that's because there has not been many um many models of other ways to to approach financial domination and money kink right is that like when the only thing you see is pay me pay pig and fuck off and i want to be clear again i'm a fan of like i do that style i you know i think that when that style is an agreed upon style or is a clear style that's fine but I think that most, many of the people who do it now do think that it's, they get into it because they think it's going to be easy. They think that it really is, I'm going to go online, I'm going to demand money and gifts, and then there's just going to be this like stream of money and gifts that flows to me. And then they get frustrated because that doesn't happen or they get one or two big sends or one or two consistent fin subs and then those people drop off and they because they don't themselves understand what the fuck is even happening they 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 don't really know why did those people leave why can't they get anyone to come back you know it's not that hard to get some horny man on the internet to send you a pair of shoes i mean let's be frank <laughs> right um you know, twenty a twenty dollar send from a strange man who has his hand down his pants is not is doesn't mean anything. Um, it's the ones that are that are that want to approach it like a kink and approach it like it is um, part of the kink world that often end up don't getting into FinDom because they feel like they don't fit. They think that they won't have any fin subs that are interested in their style because they aren't into the humiliation or the pay me fuck off kind, right? And so I think that getting into it for the money is fine. I mean, money is great. We live in a capitalist society. We need money. Um, women and non-cisgendered men are, um, generally speaking, don't make as much money as cisgendered men do. And so it is understandable to want to earn money by working less. I don't begrudge that. What I do begrudge is not being willing to um, make even the slightest effort to understand what is happening in the exchange. Because <laughs> it's just, you're not going to be effective long-term. We do this show without paid advertisers and provide it to you as a labor of love. If you want to help the show, as well as contribute to Catsuit's conference fund to get live interviews and teach some amazing classes, you can give at bit.ly slash 
Thanks, Catsuit. That gives me a much better understanding of how it works. And I understand that you are getting ready to launch a wonderful workshop slash seminar that talks about all of this. Yes, I have been teaching about FinDOM for many years um, and have developed a framework. I mean, like a real framework uh, to understand FinDOM beyond the sort of superficial uh, the, the superficial presentation of it, right? And so I do an intro to fin to um, what I call ethical FinDOM. And, and I call it ethical FinDOM mostly to differentiate it between that sort of, um, I'm not going to care at all about you. I'm not going to do any I'm not going to put any effort towards understanding this kink. I, you know, those kinds of things. Um, I do an intro to ethical FinDOM class. It's a two hour class that I do fairly regularly. And then I'm getting ready for my, uh, to launch my annual ethical FinDOM virtual intensive, where it's two days of classes and discussions and um, diving into the variety of ways that sex workers can incorporate money kink into their work in a way that feels authentic to them and that attracts fin subs that are interested in the kind of energy and dynamic that feels good and right for the prodom or other sex worker. You use the term ethical financial domination. Can you give me an example of unethical? Well, you know, unethical, I think, is anyone who genuinely um, doesn't care, for example, of bankrupting someone. I'll, I'll tell you, one of the kinds of, one of the, the relatively popular ways to play with FinDOM that I personally don't find ethical is the, um, oh, what do they call it? It's like the, like the, what, where you, where you're like, oh, take money away from your wife. And like, like, like there, there are FinDOMs who, whose whole shtick is like, send me your child's college savings. Wow. <laughs> you know, like take money from your family to send me money. I clearly that is not something that is ethical. Now, look, if you want to bankrupt yourself that you, I am a firm believer in personal autonomy. I genuinely believe that people have a right to destroy themselves. Um, as long as they do not harm or destroy a single other fucking person in that process, right? My life is my own. If I want to spend all my money in Vegas, 
that is a legal thing for me to do. Now, now, are there lots of people out there who say, I would never own or work at a casino. I would never own or work at a bar because I believe that that's facilitating harm that people are doing for themselves, mm -hmm. right? And so that people kind of go, oh yeah, I understand that. Um, and so that's how I look at, at the kind of bankruptcy play. If someone is bankrupting themselves, the moment that you harm anyone, let alone your wife and kids, I have no fucking sympathy for you personally. I think you are trash. I do. And I don't think that you're the fun kind of trash. I think that 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 you are trash. Now, here's where it does get a little complicated, though, because who is actually spending that money? The fin sub, the submissive. And so the thing that I hate about these kinds of conversations is how quickly the blame turns to the fin dom or the person receiving the money. Mm -hmm. And 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 like, yes, that person is also trash, right? Like that is a trashy approach to kink. I think there are so many ways to engage in findom and even to be risky and to play with risk without putting someone's family at risk, right? And that that I think anyone who engages in that in that needs to take a long fucking look at themselves, right? But who is the one spending the fucking money? It's the fin subs. And, and one of the things that I do, in fact, one of the top things that I get really cranky about, you can probably hear it in my voice, is how quickly we blame the non-men for these things, right? She is seducing him. They mm. are tricking him into doing it. Nope, mm. nope, 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 nope. I will not allow anyone to get off, let off the hook like that. If you are the one that is harming the people in your life, that is something that you are doing. And, um, and so take a look at your ethics, thin subs, to ensure that you are not harming other people. And the way you described the unethical side opened up an entirely new understanding of what it's all about. Hmm. Because of my mindset, I always think of the harm that comes to people, but there is such things as self-harm. There are such things as, and you mentioned the casino, gambling your life away. That has everything to do with the mindset of the person who's throwing the money down on the table. Exactly. And the, the avenue could be anything. It could be shopping. It could be booze. It could be casinos. It could be findom. Someone who is seeking self-harm or is seeking risky behavior to the point of um real and true present danger that is something that goes beyond a kink that's not a kink that is a self-harming behavior 
And I would say the same thing. In fact, I did, for example, to that older man who mm-hmm. wanted me to get, and I said, you know, I will not participate in the level of self-harm that you want from me. And he said, well, I've got two women in New York that are happy to do it. And I said, great, then, then go fucking talk to them. Um, because I'm not going to be the one, but, but does that mean that, that ball kicking or impact play is inherently unethical? I mean, any kingster would tell you, of course not, because it's how the kink is being expressed. That is the, 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 the good or bad thing, not the kink itself. And never wanting to yuck another's yum. Mm-hmm. To me, the impact play that I will receive, and some people have said that they can't believe how hard mm-hmm. people hit me with floggers these days, considering that about a year and a half ago, I wasn't doing any impact at all. Mm-hmm. To me, there's a realism and a feeling that goes through that. But if your idea is to be so beaten down that you're going to end up in the hospital Mm -hmm. or you're going to do permanent damage. I always know that, yeah, I'm going to have a bruise and I'm going to feel it for about three or four days and it's going to feel really, really good. But I also know that it's going to be okay. That there will be repercussions for your choices, but that those repercussions are within your personal risk tolerance and see and this is where again we come back to this idea of like well my risk tolerance is that money is unacceptable to play with therefore money is unacceptable to play with and and that when i hear that from kinksters it's it's honestly it's wildly frustrating because i just think you know i mean that's what that's how vanilla people treat us is the the sort of infantilization of like, you know, this can never be right. This can never be good. This can never be healthy for you. When in reality, kink has been an incredibly healing outlet for many of us. Now, is the fact that kink is not a healthy outlet for everyone going to sway most kinksters to give up their kink? Of course not. That would be unreasonable. But this idea that, you know, that's not a risk that I'm comfortable with, so therefore it's bad, is something that kinksters do to each other. It, I mean, it's, it, we our, our little world really still does that to each other. And I think Findom is, is kind of one of the last vestiges of... Um, you know, the edgiest of the edge play, even for perverts. And when people get angry about it, especially when men start saying, oh, the women seduced me or start blaming. I've often said that the people who are angriest are the ones that are most scared. Oh, sure. I mean, because it's frankly, it's, you know, it's sexy to be to the thought of uh, it's it's sexier than most people would care to admit the thought of being 
sort of annihilated, you know? And the thing that people don't often have the words for is how tangible money is. Um, money is tangible power. It's, it's power that you hold in your hand. It's not abstract. It's not, you know, um, fantastical. It is power. Ask anyone who doesn't have it how powerful money is, right? And so the thought of being left with no money is terrifying and for some folks, exhilarating, right? Is that thought of turning over power to someone else and seeing what happens. How is that any different than the ways, the other ways that we explore power in the, in the community, other than money being this really tangible form of power, right? You need money in order to own a house or rent, rent an apartment, right? You don't need an ass that is or is not bruised for any particular thing. So, so the power of sacrificing your ass to get flogged may feel powerful to you individually, but does not hold power structurally the way that money does. And so when you're, when you're looking at financial domination and money kink, you're really looking at three separate taboos that are combined, right? You've got sex and arousal, which is still wildly taboo, certainly in America. You've got money, which we don't talk about in most westernized cultures. But again, in America, I'll, I'm American, so I'll speak to that. And you have power. And when you combine those three things, those are three terrifyingly potent and yet under-discussed elements of being alive. And now you're just going to like hand those three things over to some stranger on the internet. I mean, I, I like to remind FinSubs that the majority of the risk that they are participating in is from the lack of research that they themselves are not doing on who they're playing with. Hmm. If you send some random stranger on Twitter who doesn't have a website, who doesn't have, who doesn't appear to have any connection to other people in the community, who doesn't, who can, who can pop up and, and, and disappear at will because they're not actually a participant in this in any larger sense. And then you're shocked and appalled that they disappear with your money again. I don't know. I don't know about you. Do I take my my car to a mechanic that that isn't on Yelp? Fuck no. I do not because my car, I need my car to protect me to survive. Right? Check check who you're playing with, fin subs. You'll you'll keep the good kind of risk and you'll lower the risk that is not so fun. Will you give me a success story or a 
story that you've heard from a FinSub where it has been able to help them get over something in their life? Absolutely. Um, I'm going to tell you a non-traditional one first because it's the first that popped to my mind and I'll see if another one comes up. I taught my um, FinDom uh, Money Kink class at Dark Odyssey a number of years ago, a camping event on the on the East Coast. And um, it's a lifestyle event. And so only three three women showed up to my class. And let me tell you, I tend to have standing room only. Um, but but the subject is so underappreciated, right? And so um, two of them were doms. One of them was a submissive woman. All of them were women. And the submissive woman talked about how she and her male dominant actually engaged in financial domination by her dominant forcing her to let him pay her bills for a little while. Now, I know this isn't, like I said, it's 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 a non-traditional one, but that she was really struggling with um, not being able to pay her bills and, and letting anyone help her. And so they were able to use kink and the framework of domination through finances to help her learn to accept help as well as to let her get back on her feet, right? And so that's, again, going back to this idea of I'm going to use money as a tool in my kink. And she was dumbfounded with how successful that was, right? Um, so let's see here. Now, a more traditional one. I mean, I, um, one of my graduates, uh, one of the alumni of my intensive, I won't use her name because I'm not sure how she'll feel about that, but um, she talked in, in the intensive, she talked about having a submissive who really struggled with budgeting, you know, and with like, just sort of overspending, basically. And this FinDom um, was very, is very good with numbers and is very good at budgeting and likes numbers. And so she charged him a fee. She charged him, you know, like a consultant fee to help him sit down and take a look at his budget and like look at all of those things. And then she would reward him by meeting his budget, by allowing him to spend extra on her. But that he literally wasn't allowed to send her money unless he could demonstrate that he had lived according to his budget. Now, is that what most people think of when they think of FinDom? Of course not. <laughs> but is that FinDom? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because it suits her domination style. She loved getting in there with nose numbers. I'm, I have dyscalculia. I have a learning disability with numbers. So I'm like, that literally sounds like torture to me as a, as a dominant. But she loved it. He benefited and she still 
was able to have him spend on her, but she didn't feel yucky about it. Those are two fascinating stories. Absolutely fascinating. And of course, opens up the different ways to look at what this is. And I think that that is one of the reasons why I wanted to spend the time to talk to you about it, because I just had no clue. Most and know that don't. other and know that other people <laughs> have no right, clue exactly. Yeah, exactly. And can easily poo-poo it because unfortunately, and you know, there's going to be good and bad in everything. Unfortunately, for all the stories that you have, there are going to be 10 other Twitter people who are going, how are we going to get money out of these guys? Of course. But, but you know, people but get you, into teaching for the wrong mm, reasons. People, right. you know what I mean? I, I could tell you my high school math teacher didn't give a shit about helping teenagers learn math. He liked mm -hmm. to stand up at the front of the room and be the fucking boss. People get into work all the time for the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. I, I'm just, I'm not saying that those people aren't villains. They are. But I'm just tired of like, why are they somehow special villains when in reality, shitty people are shitty? Mm -hmm. Like, that's not the same thing. And I think that that's the part that I'm that I get frustrated with and get tired of is that there's this equivalent of like, oh, well, shitty people do this thing. So therefore, this thing must be bad. This thing being Fendom. And that's what I loved about your yeah. explanation is it takes that side of things and just goes, oh, no, that's not that's not kink. That's not fit. That's just shitty people. Those are <laughs> shitty people. Well, and the other thing is that people often take, I think, both, you know, other sex like sex workers clients, you know, and by that, I'm, in this case, I mean, fin doms and fin subs, you know, other people, they see what is essentially marketing material. And they take that as some sort of expertise, right? And so like, one of the most common things that I see on Twitter, and I love, I fucking love Twitter, but, um, you know, but it's, but it's full of sh bullshit. I mean, it's full of people bullshitting. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, people will get on Twitter, Findoms will get on Twitter and will say anything less than a four-figure send isn't Findom. <laughs> and what people extrapolate from that, what any, what fellow sex workers who don't, who also don't know what clients and Finsubs extrapolate from that is Findom, like, is exact, is like Findom isn't anything less than four-figure sentence, right? If you're not sending me $1,000, that's not Findom. So that may be true for you and your play. And this is a great point to now to go back to the other analogies, right? Like, do we tell people who do bondage, light bondage? Well, that's not bondage. If you're not in a leather gimp suit hanging from chains with four gags in your mouth. I don't even know how that would work, but that's real. <laughs> that's real bondage. And anything less than that is not real bondage. You would get laughed out of the fucking room. You know, anyone saying, oh, 
if you're not being left black and blue with bruises, that's not real impact play. The fuck it isn't. Of course it is. And so that may be true for you. For you, bondage is only such and such or impact play is such and such or FinDom requires such and such amount. But but that's not what FinDom is. And I I will I will rap battle. Actually, I shouldn't rap battle because I can't rap to save my life, but I will <laughs> go to the mat for that truth is that it may not be how you personally enjoy that kink, but that doesn't make it what that kink is. I And as an educator, that's what I'm the most concerned about is, is helping folks to understand whether you're on the light or the high intensity side of any play, your play is legitimate. Well, I appreciate you taking the time with us today to help enlighten, well, me, and hopefully a whole bunch of other people when it comes to this amazing kink that is so misunderstood. It's always great to see you and so very, very appreciative for you sharing your time with me again. My pleasure. I could literally talk about this for days and days and days. And if you come to my, well, you can't, but um, if you're a, if you're a pro-dom or sex worker and you come to my FinDom intensive, you will not only hear me chatting about um, these things and going into much more in-depth descriptions, uh, including the nine archetypes of fin subs and the um, authentic FinDom play matrix, which is a tool that gives you um, a, a, a framework to actually brainstorm a ton of creative ways to explore money kink in ways that feel good for you personally. Um, you can learn more from me. You can learn more from your peers if you join us for the Ethical Financial Domination Virtual Intensive. It happens in the spring of every year, and this year it's happening April 29th and 30th, and you, you can find the application for that on my website, coachingbykali.com, coachingbykali.com, um, as well as you can find my other more intro classes. If you're not quite ready to jump into the whole weekend intensive, I also do a intro to FinDom class um, that's just two hours. And you can find all of that information on my website, Coaching by Callie. Thank you for coaching us today. <laughs> Thanks so much, John. I'll see you next time. Princess Callie with us on What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, presented by Dating Kinky, a special Friday edition. We'll be back with our regular edition next Tuesday. Until then, I'm John, also known as Hi There Catsuit. I hope I've earned the privilege of your time, and I remind you to always remember consent and to love each other always. What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want connects with you. Join us on Twitter at WhatWomenWantP1, on Instagram at WhatWomenWantPodcast, for our kinky friends on FetLife at www.podcast, and now select shows are available in video format at youtube.com slash datingkinky. This has been a presentation of Dating Kinky. 
built by Kingsters for Kingsters, Polly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla. And it's free. 